Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, away we go here on a Friday, October the 11th, 2019. It is time to make it rain. Exactly what we plan on doing for you here over the next couple hours. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. As we take a look at what happened overnight in the world of sports and more importantly, take a look ahead at the weekend in front of us that will include uh, the National League Championship Series beginning tonight. The American League Championship Series being all set. That's tomorrow night. We've got one, two, three college football games on the slate here in uh, for a little Friday night under the lights. And uh, they're all good from a betting standpoint because there are edges to be had in all of them. And we will uh, we'll show you exactly what we mean coming up. And let us not forget, we got a, uh, a really interesting Sunday slate of football games where, hmm, I think we're going to learn a lot about a lot of teams here that uh, might be on the fence. Uh, we might think might be a little overvalued, a little overrated, and maybe, just maybe some of the teams that we think suck are actually pretty halfway decent. But I do think week six of the NFL uh, it will show us that, that's for sure. And speaking of the NFL, we'll start there last night, Thursday night football in a game. The bookmakers uh, and everybody else associated was either yawning or talking about it being a absolute blowout of epic proportions. And to make it even worse, nobody expected any scoring in this game. And instead, what we got was a very close game. And don't let the final score fool you, 35-14. to 14. This game going into half was a one-score game. And for most of the second half, heading into, uh, you know, about the midway point in the fourth there, the Giants were still within striking distance of not only covering, but actually possibly uh, winning this game. It was as ugly as humanly possible. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure that those that backed the under last night, Dane, took into consideration the defenses of uh, of both of these teams, certainly the Giants scored a defensive touchdown. The New England Patriots, of course, scored. A, of course, they did uh, a, a defensive touchdown. They also added a special teams touchdown, which is what New England does. And then when it was all said and done, you mix in a Golden Tate uh, touchdown pass, a couple of Tom Brady runs. Eventually, they pulled away and covered. But this was anything but a blowout. It was actually. An entertaining game for Thursday night football. I actually, uh, I was, I couldn't stop watching it as opposed to, oh God, hurry up, get this thing over. If you were back in the Giants in the points, you were in this game right up until, uh, right up until the end there in the fourth quarter. I thought it was fun. At least it was entertaining. Let's say that it was entertaining to say the least on a Thursday night. Yeah, I'll give you that, Joe. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates on Make It Rain. Let's cock-a-doodle-do it. Absolutely, Joe. I'll take you back until there was, you know, eight and a half minutes left in the fourth mm. quarter. The score at that point was 21-14, to 14, and yep. then the kid, John Hillman, you know, on a, on a kind of dump-off pass 
fumbles, and it's returned back to the house by Kyle Van Noy. That was a huge change. The Giants had the ball, one possession game, and they had been able to move the ball, you Mm -hmm. know, a little bit uh, with Danny Dimes, you know, finding people like Golden Tate, the tight end, you know, Ellison, stuff like that. They were moving the ball, but that but that uh, fumble by the kid Kill. took back to the house was such yep. a huge swing. Gives them the two point, the two touchdown lead, and yep. then um, New England's able to kind of run the ball down their throat with one yep. big pass to Edelman, literally. And I called it, Joe. It was right <laughs> after the first time Shermer decided to take a timeout and stop the clock when they were running. Yep. I was like, watch, this is now when they take their shot play. Get into, um, in essence, you know, what is uh, the one-yard line and pound it yep. in. And Tom Brady, Joe, mm. two mm. rushing touchdowns. I had people on fantasy all day yesterday being like, do I start blah, 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 or Tom Brady? You know, and I was like, usually not answering with Tom Brady because of what we heard about the weather and the wind, what I thought was going to be a much more dramatic game flow for a bigger portion of the game. And Mm -hmm. now I have people literally on social media being like, oh, ha ha ha, you know, Brady, two rushing touchdowns. They're like, why didn't you see that coming? I was like, because it hasn't happened in like 10 years, people. Come on. (laughs) You know, but absolutely, (laughs) they get it done. And uh, good games for a lot of the people we talked about yesterday, Joe. Sony Michelle, Golden. Mm-hmm. Tate, all producing, but the Pats go to six and zero, and now get the mini buy. Yep, they got uh, ten uh, ten days before they got to take on the New York Jets at MetLife. While the Giants is an interesting uh, situation here because, uh, first of all, I, we're going to hold judgment here. I don't want to hear anybody talking about uh, you know ripping Danny Dimes here for oh. uh, his three interceptions. Uh, when you look at the record, and we told you this, guys, yesterday, of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, especially in Foxborough, going up against a first- or second-year quarterback, it is now 19 consecutive wins. It is an NFL record. But this was his first road experience. No Saquon Barkley. No, None of his top two targets. A guy that was suspended for the first four weeks of the game, still trying to get his footing under there. And a third string, uh, you know, backup running back who ends up fumbling as well. So I would hold off on the whole judgment here with Danny Dimes. What he did show was that, again, his accuracy is off the charts. Uh, And what we did show was that he went up against the number one defense in the NFL. Make no mistake, guys, this New England defense, I don't care who they're playing. They are making things happen. They are that secondary is unbelievable. The ability for them to be able to have guys and linebackers and Van Noy and Collins who play down, who play up, they can cover. They've got guys that can go after and get the quarterback. It's that defense is definitely the real deal. I don't care that it's Miami, Washington, the Giants. They are the real deal. They are making things happen on defense and and to the tune of Dane. and, And I read this and I thought of you and I was laughing. The New England defense right now has more fantasy points than any one wide receiver in the NFL through five weeks. And I wow. was laughing because I'm like that. Well, it may, they got five damn touchdowns, like five yeah. touchdowns as a defensive unit is crazy. And yeah. I don't see it slowing down. I, I just don't see them slowing down as long as they don't get hurt by injuries. Van Noy is probably the best linebacker. Nobody's ever heard of. Nobody ever talks about Jamie Collins. Some people didn't even realize he was back with the, right. uh, the new England Patriots. That secondary, yeah, they uh, they are the real deal. And as long as that defense continues to play at that level, Tom Brady and that offense, they can you know they can have games like that last night and not worry about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And these, this will probably continue. All the more reason. I don't believe in moral victories, but if you're a Giants fan, you kind of got to consider last night one of them. Yep. And we'll take a look and at the Giants next game, I think, which will tell us a lot about them. We'll do that coming up here. Make it rain on a Friday. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Tomorrow night, as the Yankees, a very well-rested Yankees team, will be uh, will be heading to Houston, taking on them uh, them Astros, who did it again last night. And it's funny because they won. But if you hadn't watched the game and you had woke up this morning, and I told you that, yeah, uh, the Astros, the high-powered, the high-hitting, the big-hitting uh, Astros, yeah, guys, they only had three hits. In the final eight innings of this game, you would have said, wow, what was it like one nothing? Like what what happened here? Well, no, they won six one, but it wasn't because of anything they did after the first inning. In fact, it was the first inning against Tyler Glass now that set them up to eventually hold on to win this game. And then, of course, Garrett Cole is uh, is really turning out to be. Uh, this year's and maybe over the next couple of years, uh, we've seen this before with guys like uh, Randy Johnson, like, uh, you know, Kurt Schilling, guys that are just so dominant when they go to the mound. It's, you know, you keep waiting for a little regression. It doesn't happen. I'm watching this guy last night, Dane, in the eighth inning, he's hitting 99 on the gun. It's just, it's ridiculous. Like he gets stronger as the game goes. 25 total strikeouts in two appearances against the Rays, and they advance. But it was the first inning, and Tyler Glass now just could not uh, could not get out of the inning because it was almost as if the Houston Astro batters, uh, they knew what was coming. And again, another one of those situations, Dane, where we made fun. We, we talked about the long ball all year long, and yet yeah. even in the Cardinals' ridiculous 10-run first inning and what we saw Zero. last night, there, it wasn't long ball, guys. It was actual baseball. Like, it was making contact, putting the ball in play, and they eventually scored uh, uh, four runs in that first inning, and that was all Garrett Cole needed. They did get one back. But all in all, outside of that first inning, the Tampa Bay Rays threw nine pitchers. Nine pitchers. And you know what? For eight innings, only gave up a couple of hits, guys. And if it wasn't for a couple of empty net home runs there at the very end in the bottom of the eighth, um, the bullpen did the job. I mean, what what the Rays have done all year, if they could have got out of that first inning, we'd have a different discussion. That would have been, you know, 1-1, one, 2-1 one, one kind of situation. But it was the first inning, and that's all you need when Garrett Cole is on the mound. The dude is something special, man. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, to me, it was ironic that Houston jumped all over him in the first inning, kind mm. of like the St. Louis Cardinals did in a decisive game five just a couple of days earlier, you know, like really hopping on it. And then you're able to kind of coast. You mentioned that Houston only got like three hits after the first inning. Well, <laughs> well, Tampa only got two hits the entire game, Joe, Right. Yeah. you know, and, and one of them was the Sogard home run in the second inning to kind of, you know, chip, try to chip away when it looked like. That could still be done. You're right, man. Garrett Cole is really ascending. Um, he got whatever voodoo magic the Houston Astros are doing uh, around spin rate and stuff like that. Ask Trevor Bauer what he thinks is going on. But, you know, you talked about him getting stronger as the game goes on. Joe, you know what really got stronger as the game goes on? His free agency contract <laughs> that he's about to sign in like yep. three months after the Astros win or lose in this playoff series. I mean, you're talking about it. And I think everyone is realizing, even now the mainstream public, when he's pitching in these playoff series, because they know about Verlander. Guess mm -hmm. what, people? Garrett Cole is better than, you know, a mid-30s Justin Verlander. And he's going to get paid. Absolutely, Joe. And this is, you know, that's why, as a Yankees fan, I was excited about the Astros not being lined up for their oh, yeah. rotation because, quite frankly, I don't want to see this guy. And no Amen. one should want to see this guy. Bring me Zach Grinke all day long in game one. And now at this point, it looks like Cole I'll only see in what I believe is going to be a game three and then, if necessary, in a game seven. And as a Yankee fan, I just hope we don't get here. I'm trying to get through Houston only seeing Garrett Cole once because, quite frankly, Joe, he is that dominant. You talked about the 10 strikeout prop. He did it again over the course of uh, eight full innings, only giving up two hits, one of them being a home run. This guy, you know, we talked about some of these other pitchers yesterday. It was like Flaherty and Fulton Evich, and yeah, they've been doing good. Yeah, well, Fulty got rocked. You know what I mean? I don't see it in Garrett Cole getting rocked. It's just not going to happen. So we had, uh, we had another very interesting situation in this where uh, Tyler Glass now after the game pretty much admits that he was tipping his pitchers to right. the, uh, to the hitters of the Houston Astros, which I, I find if I guess if you're looking for an excuse, congratulations. Uh, I know there was a video on Twitter that surfaced that showed, in fact, the Astro hitters talking about it in the uh, in the dugout about, uh, you know, something he does with his hands every time he's going to throw a curveball. Uh, keep in mind, though, guys, th this is a dude that already faced them right earlier, and he had a ton of success against them in the first time he pitched. So uh, it's possible that, you know, maybe he had a tell and they picked it up after the uh, the first game. And if that's the case, then shame on the pitching staff, the coaching staff, right. you know, shame on everybody in that Tampa Bay organization for not recognizing it themselves, because, yes, it did look like they knew exactly what the pitches were coming. They didn't get fooled by anything off speed he threw. And it kind of was like they they knew it was coming. I mean, they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't just meatballs he was throwing over the plate. Right. They were they were looking for all of his off speed pitch. And he said it at the end saying, yeah, I, I was pretty much, you know, tipping the pitches. But, uh, OK, great. Why the hell didn't anybody come out to the mound and be like, dude, you, you know, this is going out? Because if they noticed it, how in the hell did the, uh, the, the, the dugout of the Tampa Bay Rays not notice it, try to do something different? But uh, ultimately, it was that one inning that did them in yesterday. They would have been, been in it against the best pitcher on planet Earth yesterday if 
he wasn't tipping his pitchers. But I don't know how much I buy of that. I think there was just good pieces of hitting by Houston. Well, here's the thing, Joe, and you and I, we've both played baseball, obviously not at the major league level. But, like, honestly, you can know what's coming. You still got to hit it. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's not the easiest thing in the world. You know, we talk about it even, like, in the steroids era. We were like, oh, yeah, you could be jacked up, but you still, you know, hitting a round ball with a round bat squarely is still one of the hardest things to do in sports, right? But, Joe, can you imagine, let's say you're the Houston Astros. Let's say you're the Astros hitters, and you're in the dugout before this game starts, and you know that you'll be able to tell when your opposing pitcher is throwing something off speed, and then you could zone in on, like, the number one, or you could actually guess pitches. Like, can you imagine how excited these guys must have been to go out there and win this series, knowing that they were going to be able to know what was coming? I I think it's absolutely uh, hysterical, but... You still got to go out and hit it, right? And like you mentioned, um, Glasnow had a previous start, and he was fine. So I wonder if they just picked up on something literally in the last start or they knew this all season. But I, I, I buy I buy that, you know, we've heard this at times, and so it's just a bad spot for it to happen. It's uh, I'm, I'm shocked that he admitted it, too, after the game there. But, uh, you know, like you said, they've got to eventually you got to still make contact with the ball. Yeah. I mean, that's the same argument with the whole Barry Bonds and the steroid the era. Right. You listen, you could have as many steroids in you as you want. You still need hand eye core. You still got to be able to hit the damn ball. And uh, last night it was funny, I guess. He had a chance glass now too. was uh, had looked at some of the replay, uh, I guess, in the okay. dugout and uh, of his pitches. And he said it was pretty obvious that he was. Oh, really? doing. So he realizes he did it, you know, watching the the tape back uh, when he got uh, when he was taken out. Yeah, of the where's game. the pitching coach in this? Yeah, that's my point, man. I mean, you know, and I'll say this about it. he wasn't. He wasn't using it as an excuse. He was saying, listen, give them credit. They still got to hit the damn ball. But he said, watching the, you know, the watching tell? the playback, know? he said, I was, I was doing, he adjusts his hands. It he's a little longer. Yeah. He's like, uh, no, no, it's it. Yeah. He does something. He Cause obviously he's gripping the ball differently than what he's oh, doing. When he's like in this, what he's doing yeah. this stuff. So it's, yeah. So apparently he, um, it, he gets a little longer with his, uh, uh, Rip. with his motion with it. And all of a sudden it's a little more playing with the ball. I and mean, that was you got speed? It. That's what a pitching coach gets paid for. That's like, what you off gotta speed be was able coming? to figure that out. Yeah, you got to be able to figure that out. Because how can the Astros do it? And, and I'll the dead not? red, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's just ridiculous. All right, more on that game. What it means next. Take it, Rain. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. So why not become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel of DraftKings NFL tournament? And why don't you do it? Set your lineup up using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer like the previous millionaires have. Or just become one of the countless number of people who have already won thousands of dollars each week playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. 
So if you are playing daily fantasy sports, but you're not utilizing dailyroto.com, safe to say you are leaving money on the table, people. Sign up now. Get your NFL annual pass. It comes with the faster optimizer, the smarter DFS projections, and, of course, better results. The promo code is ACTION. You get a 10% discount. That promo code is ACTION for a 10% discount. And keep in mind, DailyRoto.com is certainly where millionaires are made. And welcome in here to Make It Rain on this Friday edition as we get ready College football tonight, three games, National League uh, Championship Series starts. Annabelle Sanchez going for the Nats, taking on uh, Mikolas for the St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis opened up as a small favorite. Uh, they also seem to be getting just a little bit more of the money uh, as they are hovering around that minus 120 mark. And the uh, the Nats hanging out uh, probably around plus 110, I'm seeing across a lot of these places, and uh, which is good because it's, and it's worth repeating here, guys, because we've been preaching it since October came and since the Major League Baseball postseason starts. The time to profit from underdogs, and we all can agree that it is, without a doubt, the most profitable strategy in all of sports betting in any sport. When you can back underdogs and win, first of all, you don't need to win nearly as many. And uh, the profits, that's where they really start to rack up. And in no other sport for an entire month can you really have some success and make some money backing underdogs like you can in baseball because, obviously, the postseason, Dane, they're there for a reason. And this series is no different. While the Cardinals are the home team and they seem to be slight favorites, keep in mind you are getting a Nationals team that won more games during the regular season, 93. You're going to be able to get them at plus numbers and vice versa. When Scherzer and Stratt, you're going to be able to get a Cardinals team at plus numbers. And maybe the most fascinating is going to be watch what happens with the Yankees <laughs> and the Astros. Because yeah. when you've got Verlander, when you've got, uh, you know, uh, Cole on the mound, you are going to be able to back the Yankees at plus numbers, guys. I I, I can't. I know. Right. At what Game point three, did you ever Joe. think? You're going to get Severino on the mound at home. And because it's against Garrett Cole, the Yankees will be underdogs with Seve on the mound in Yankee Stadium. It's going to happen a couple times. It's also going to happen when they had uh, – it's going to happen the first two games. It's going to happen the third game because uh, Astros are at home. So you're going to have the first three games of that series without a doubt. You're going to have the ability to back a New York Yankees team as an underdog, which is un. It's unfathomable to think that we really like you mean to tell me I'm getting the the hundred and win yet the Yankees like at plug yeah, yeah that's exactly what happens which makes baseball so unique in October from that point where you are getting the most value backing dogs I the Nationals beating the Dodgers in Game Five it, it's it's really such a unique betting opportunity here Dane but to me this game tonight for the Cards. Listen, they're home, and that place is that is definitely a home advantage for the uh, the Cardinals. But really, looking at this series, this is a coin flip to me too. Every game can go either way, as far as I see it. I don't know that I even with Scherzer and Strasburg on the mound, uh, the Cardinals have proved time and time again as as scrappy as the Tampa Bay Rays were. Yeah, this Cardinals team is never going to be that far from being at it, and they certainly have the better bullpen. So I, I think this is going to be probably the more entertaining series of the two. 
Really? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I kind of view Houston and the Yankees as like, you know, the main event. And this one is kind of the undercard. I know what you're saying, that these teams are all good and this will be a close series. I don't disagree with you. But in my opinion, everyone in the baseball universe has been waiting for Yankees Astros for the better part of four or five months. So the fact that they finally get it, I think that's the entertaining, that's the main event. But you're right. Just so you know here, Joe, on the series price, at least over at FanDuel, to your point, the funny part here is the Nationals are favorites to win the series. They're minus 125 to win the series, right? So then you can get the team that's literally the underdog in the series, or I mean the team that's the favorite in the series as a dog tonight in game one. You know what I mean? So these things are going to be close. You know, you're not going to get big kind of plus numbers. Um, But that's that's what we expect. And you're absolutely right, Joe. The idea of I'm going to get as an underdog a 97 or 103 win team. I'll take it all day long. And I and I love and I do think, yes, from an entertaining standpoint, from a from a baseball perspective, you're going to see baseball on uh, on the cards against the Nationals. I think you're going to see uh you're going to see some halfway uh halfway decent uh defense, but you're going to see guys yeah. trying to make contact. I, I think the Astros and the Yankees it's, it's going Earl to be for invitational. Yeah, it's it's there's you know, there's going to be some baseball going on there. The you know, the National League tends to play a bit more old school game anyway. They, you know, push the runner. I mean, look, the, sure. the Cardinals opened up the game at that first inning. The second batter bunted in order to get the guy over before they scored 10 runs. So that was their idea. Game five, going in, playing small ball. You are not going to see the number two hitter on the New York Yankees or the uh, or the, the Astros ever. Aaron Judge. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are not getting a bunt to, to get the guy over. You will get that, though. Uh, in the National League, and you will get it certainly with the Cardinals and and the Nats. They they do that's how they do it: getting guys over, playing for runs, trying to get solid pitching out there. I I do think eventually that Washington Nationals bullpen, Dane, is going to have to be accountable. So like you can wipe away a lot of the aggravation all throughout the year if they can show up here. But I, you're not going to be able in a seven-game series to give me, all right, so Scherzer's starting tonight, and then Strasburg's going to come in for three. Like, that's not a winnable, that's not a, a feasible long-term strategy to be able to make it to the World Series. That bullpen, they covered them in a five-game series. They can't be covered here in a game series, man. They've got to come through. That is true. But I looked at game five against the Dodgers, and the bullpen came through, you yeah, know, right. so they, yeah. they, they did do that. They, they do have that potential. And like at this point, though, Joe, it comes down like I'll throw it all out. I'll throw out the stats from the year, the trends like this is a different environment. We talked about how regular season baseball is not going to be the same once we hit mm-hmm. October because of the pressure, because of the more elite pitching, because of the weather even. And it is starting to call, turn fall like here mm-hmm. in New York for these games that'll be in the Bronx. It'll be the same way in Washington, uh, you know, when when the NLCS goes there. So. Yeah, I think we're going to see start seeing some more manufacturing of runs, but I don't care what's happened so far because the pressure is there. It's a different yep. environment. It's really who has the horses and who delivers in that prime spot because, listen, 
Adam Adovino, Zach Britton. What happens if in two outings in the ALCS they give up three runs? It doesn't matter that they've been dominant all year long, right? Mm -hmm. This is a very short sample size that we're getting prepared for. The same reason why when Billy Bean was making these Moneyball teams and he was like, you really build them for the regular season. In a short playoff series, Anything can happen, you know, like let the chips fall where they may. And that's right. what we're about to see the ALCS. And boy, am I excited. I am. Uh, I am, too. I, and I can't wait. And we've we've made a, a lot about. The. The fact that we're not going to get 15, 11 games here in the playoffs, right? That that's just not going to happen. Well, I was wondering how long it was going to take before these reports started to come out. But they are here now, guys. And it's interesting because you get so caught up in the moment that maybe you guys didn't didn't realize. But it's obvious if this is the same ball that was being used in July, August, March, April, then is being used right now. I'll be a yeah, no, there there is obvious and it's starting to come out now. A whole lot of uh, a whole lot of people are starting, including some players now. Uh, are starting to say, this is not the same ball, guys. This is not the same ball that they were using during the season. And the results <laughs> would say, yeah, uh, you know, you're right. We're not seeing balls fly out of the ballpark, certainly like we did uh, in that series. Now, granted, the pitching has been good, but could it very well be? Uh, for instance, the last out of the uh, of that Dodger game, right, in the ninth inning there where they had the yeah. opportunity – Take a look at the Dodgers bench here when uh, when Will Smith, when he hit that fly ball, which they caught on the warning track, by the way, they think it's gone. They, look at how what they think is going on here. Like they are convinced that this is gone. gone. Yeah, they think it's come on. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got it. There you go. Look at this. They, they are. They're done. Oh, oh, gonna well get back in. Oh no! Right. I mean, look, look. I mean, it sounds they, like that off the bat in 2019. Yeah. It's over the walls. And the uh, the other thing too, the other picture you have there is that guy's bat flip. That dude's bat flip from the th- he thought it was gone. That would have been a game winning home run. And how many times have we seen very few balls on the warning track that guys think they hit? Um, yeah, it's it's gonna That's be like game interesting one to see. Hit one yes. deep and was uh, jogging, and then he got yes. undermined yes. and yelled at and all that stuff. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe with the regular season ball or, Joe, maybe uh, July weather in Atlanta, you yep. know, maybe those things do go. So that's very I, interesting if they I switch the just ball. just saying there's a bunch of articles, including it's by some uh, – hats out, Joe. Yeah. Well, there's a I, there's apparently some, some scientists and some actual uh, – huh. uh, uh, researchers that are looking at this and they think that, yeah, it's it's just from the reaction of guys from hitting the ball and from what they're seeing with launch angles, because you know now, Dan, you can take a, you can look at the launch angles and they're saying the launch angles based upon velocity, based upon where they're hitting it on the bat, these balls are not flying out. They're fly ball outs now as opposed to home runs. It's a very interesting concept, that's for sure. Plus velocity equals, you know, distance, right? So maybe there's a mathematical formula, guys. It's not like they're, it's it's actual proof. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it moving forward. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. 
Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. All right, it's going to be crazy here in uh, my neck of the woods tonight, uh, and I'll uh, going to bite the bullet. I'm actually going to uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go troll the sidelines there tonight. Is the U University of Miami going to be prime time tonight? Nice. Taking on the University of Virginia, and uh, we've got some edges for this game, along with the other two that we'll share with you uh, coming up as three college football games here tonight, including. That's right. And you know, you guys had this circled on your calendar. Colorado State taking on New Mexico, the Lobos. A little Mountain West action here tonight on uh, Colorado State, by the way, one and five. Uh, yeah, uh, New Mexico, two and three. But an opportunity. And again, we don't care what the names are, right, Dane? The only thing that we care. Can I have an edge, please? Uh, you give me an edge. Uh, Colorado, Oregon, late night, uh, also an edge. But that Virginia, Miami game, interesting. I'll share with you what uh, what the guys around the program have been uh, whispering about uh, that coming up, so we can see if we can uh, we can come up with a betting strategy for you here tonight. But we were talking about this. Uh, it's interesting, Dane. The more that start reading into this report that was just done uh, by a researcher, by a scientist who has been looking at the fact that there's something different. There's enough games now in the postseason in which it's Emphasize. obvious there is yeah, there are balls that are being caught on the warning track as opposed to flying out of the park. And of course, with today's technology, being able to do things like, you know, hey, measure launch angle, velocity, ballpark, you know, like all the data is there for guys to be able to do exactly what they have done here now. And that is research every pitch every game especially on these balls that are not flying out and the guys it's it's crazy when you think about how different this has been Dane including to the point where the numbers are crazy there should have been based upon the math guys and what we know from a full season there should have been at least to this point in the playoffs 24 more home runs hit than what have already been hit, guys. There's 43, by the way, that have actually been hit. They're saying that there should have been 20, at least 24 more balls that should have left the ballpark that have not. That is a 50% difference, man, between what you were used to during the regular season and what's happening right now. And I know this. I I know it, Dan. You know, because I can already see it starting to come across. Well, it's October. The weather's different. That's what I was going to mention. Yeah. 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 You don't think they know exactly what the game time temperature, humidity, ballpark. They got all that, guys. It's all factored in. It's all factored in. In fact, uh, what the researcher had said and pointed that out, that you may think because it's October and that cooler temperatures, but that's not the case. They said the average game time temp during these playoff games has been higher than that of the regular season in many cases. Mm. So it's not colder. It's not more. It's none of that. When you take into the the ballpark and also you're going to say, all right, well, pitchers notice. Yeah, they have, in fact. And there was a couple of times 
uh, in the playoffs so far with Garrett Cole. And if you've noticed this, and they got it great, guys, where you can see it, there's a number of times where he has switched balls during the game, where he has actually grabbed the ball, shook it, throw it to the give me a new ball, give me a new ball. And he's been inspecting the baseball a heck of a lot more than what he did during the regular season. And the theory is, and what they're saying is that I guess the balls during the regular season had the seams were a little bit lower on it. Right. You heard Verlander talk yes. about it. The ball feels different. Well, apparently some of these baseballs in, in the playoffs, higher seams, which makes it a little bit easier to, uh, you know, when you throw a four seam fastball, makes it right. a heck of a lot easier to get some movement on a four seam fastball with higher seams. Flying through the air. Exactly. It's it literally, it's the aerodynamics yep. of it. It's less That's friction. Correct. Exactly. Uh, and if, if it's really the seams, Joe, then yeah, you could tell, right? Yep. You could tell. Yep. And there were all season long, I was seeing things where like, you know, you got to like, you got a lot of retired pitchers on these networks, right? Whether it's MLB or for the Yankees with yes or whatever. And a lot of these retired pitchers, I saw Smoltz do it. I saw David Cohn do it. Can literally mm -hmm. blindfolded go in a bag and be like, this is a 2019 ball and be right because yep. they can tell it by feel. And Big so- time. I, if I was Garrett Cole, I'd be like, nah, give me one until I get the until I get the golden ball also. The money yeah. ball with the raised seams. You're absolutely Man, right. I do find yep. it interesting, Joe, that you say it's not because of weather. I would have thought that on some level. But you right. said it's like a 50% uh, increase Difference. or decrease. Excuse me. Decrease, like yes. maybe the weather makes up for, you know, 5% of that, <laughs> you know, but not yep. 50. Right. No, and so no, I do think that's very crazy. interesting. And especially, Joe, you talk about like integrity right the 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 informational integrity especially for the sports betting universe you know and so we're trying to bet over unders on what we've seen all year and if they are mm. literally changing one of the variables then the sports have a problem on their hands right and we said the same thing about this with some weird calls in college basketball in february uh the people want to know what they are getting when they are betting, right? They want all other things being equal except for the damn two teams that have to compete. That's what you're betting on, not on an assumption on will they happen to be throwing the home run balls or the, you know, stay inside the park ball. So this is an issue. I'd, I'd be interested to see if Manfred Major League Baseball, if they acknowledge this or not. Yep. I they are uh, avoiding it, of course, saying that, no, the balls were already done, guys. You know, we create them in batches. There's one before the year. There's one. There's no right. way to get new. Ba well, yeah, there is. If you had a whole bunch of them made just for this particular moment for the playoffs, if they were already done, then you've got them. But they're the science behind it and what these guys are showing. And listen, the numbers don't lie. You know, is Garrett Colbin great? Is is Ver yeah the biggest problem? Verlander's always been Verlander, but Verlander's not giving up home runs so far in the playoffs to like what he gave up during the year. Right. Neither are these bullpens. And I thought it was very telling in that Dodgers game when that kid hit the ball. He thought it was gone, man. He absolutely thought it was. The bench thought it was gone. You could hear that, Dane. You know that when you're on the field there, you can. Everybody thought it was Sounds gone. Although, yeah. oops, sorry. You know, and they're factoring in humidity, ballparks. Yeah. You know, the Technology science behind it point, doesn't lie. It doesn't yeah, lie. So we see this now all the time. Like when someone yep. hits a home run just in the game, what do they do on the yes. replay? They show you exit velocity, launch angle. It's a math problem, yep. people. It's yep. a, like if you understand like trigonometry and stuff, it's mm -hmm. it's a parabola.
That's what it and is. Think about it, Dane. Okay. Think about the difference. It, you know, like you, if you change the seams just a little bit in a baseball, right? If it's they're just resistant. a little bit different. There is a good chance. Think about how the whole game changes now. It's crazy to think, but Major League Baseball, the game, if that's the juiced ball, let's say, right? That's a home right. run the Dodgers are now playing, not the Nationals, right? Think about it. I don't it. know so how if many you, balls the Nats hit to the warning track that would have gone out over the course of the series, right. so I, I don't in, know. In yes. that particular moment, yeah. the whole so, game changes there. With just a little tweak, the whole yeah. game changes because now you can't rely on the home run anymore. Now right. it's now you now you have to play everything. Think about how you got to play the entire game differently if you're not worried about home runs anymore. Absolutely. Then you then all of a sudden, Joe, we may see the hit and run again. For goodness sakes! Exactly. Oh my God! Exactly. You know? Yeah. And to talk yep. about this, like you know, I, I was thinking, is there any analog in another sport? Oh yeah. What about Deflate Gate? You yes. know what I mean? You Thank talk you. about the idea of like the impact of the ball, and we see yep. this on on field goals now also. You know how on uh, on Sunday Night Football they show you like the apex and the distance, and like yep. they say, oh, this field goal would have been good from fifty seven. It's a straight yep. up math problem, folks. Okay, yep. so they know this, but yeah, think about the difference. Like Joe, there was a field goal last night that uh, Nugent hit the post on and the laces mm -hmm. were clearly in instead of laces right. out, right? Yep. So it's the same, like, yeah, that has a big difference of a ball flying through the air. The laces, the height of it, the wind resistance, and, you know, in, in, in Patriots form, the uh, the idea that deflated balls were a little bit easier to grip, a little bit easier to not fumble, but, you know, obviously that was never proven, so. I'll, I'll and again, talking. you you had brought it up. Just keep in mind, guys, all of this. And we're not being the crazy conspiracy theorists here. Um, the data, the science and the you know what we can do now, we couldn't do 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier this year, Dan, when we talked about juice balls, um, the, the company that makes the balls Rawlings. Yeah, guys, they're. They're owned by Major League Baseball, right, mm -hmm. Dane? They own yep. the damn company that makes the balls. Their manufacturing uh, like yes. facility from yeah. like in Costa Rica. Costa Rica or something like that. Exactly. This is a, uh, you know, this is exactly. They control everything on what happens in that plant, how it happens. It's their guys. They'll yep. never admit to changing a baseball, but. They don't have to admit, and as a matter of fact, they, it's funny you mentioned that they just released a statement yesterday because this report is now circulating. Uh -huh. They released said, no, 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 these balls were all made. We don't do that. Yeah, okay, because uh, I, uh, I got a bridge to sell you. If you think Rob Manfred would ever admit that, right. listen, we tried something one way, but during the playoffs, we didn't want 9,000 home runs. And you know what? Those get, Think about it from Major League Baseball's perspective. If you want the home run, do you really want a 13-11 to 11 game in the playoffs? Think about the drama we've had here. And really, right. how is the home run, you know, how has the home run really affected it uh, throughout the course of the game? All those 10 runs the card scored were on singles. They were all on doubles. They were all on walks. Like the four runs last night for Houston, singles making contact, not you know, grand slam and a home run, grand slam here. All of a sudden, it's 13-1 uh, now in the third inning. We haven't gotten any of that yet, Dane. Yeah, it's like if in the NBA playoffs, they're like, all right, guys, we're going to play with a nine-foot rim for the playoffs. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then to be quite honest, that's, yep. that's BS. Like if I'm the Minnesota Twins and I predicated and based my entire roster and team and approach on the yes. long ball, and yes. then that variable was changed. I'd be pissed off, Joe. You know, exactly. teams 
Teams are constructed based mm-hmm. on certain things, right? Football yep. teams are constructed based on the city they play. The yep. Boston Red Sox have been constructed based on Fenway Park for a hundred years. You yep. know what I mean? And so that's what I'm talking about in terms of the integrity. If I knew that all of a sudden in the NBA I was going to play on a nine-foot rim all of a sudden in the playoffs, I wouldn't give a damn about having you know any big men on my roster. You know what I mean? And so this is interesting because teams are constructed for what they Mm -hmm. thought this three true outcome world was. And now you're going to change the game. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to me. Yeah, it's fascinating to me. And and you know where I think it's really going to come into play? Let's see what happens between these two ridiculous hitting, you know, Astros. Take right. All of a sudden, we're talking about guys, Bellinger. Where was Bellinger? How many home right. runs did Bellinger have? The guy hit 45. He was the MVP of the league. We, where was he during the playoffs? Like, mm-hmm. you know, Corey Seager hit third. Where, where was he? Where was all of these home run guys? Minnesota, though. Where was it? Where, like, what you know, was what, going so, on? I, I don't like this for the Yankees. I really don't. Because let me tell you why, Joe. Mm-hmm. Members of the New York Yankees right-handed hitters on the New York mm-hmm. Yankees. They're like, you know what? I could just put a good swing on the ball and go oppo, and it's mm-hmm. gone in Yankee Stadium. Yep. But that yep. might not exactly. be the case anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Edwin Encarnacion, when he was traded to the damn Yankees, was like, oh, all I got to do is go the other way with my Aaron mm-hmm. Judge. Like, you know, his Derek Jeter swing goes yep. over the wall. And if that's not going to happen, it will change like what the Yankees think is the way to play in Yankee Stadium. Can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens here. A lot more unders, a lot more. And it's just not the pitching, guys. You know, the pitching's always been the same this year. It's the thing that's changed is the hitting. Not that the pitchers have gotten any better. It's very strange. We'll take a look at that early line, though, too, on these uh, matchups here. Plus, we'll dive into some of these games. Starting tonight into the weekend. We'll do that coming up next. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. You know, Dan, there was a couple of shots, too, now that I'm, uh, I'm remembering it, because I, I remember saying it at the time, watching the, uh, the Dodger Nationals game, Game 5. You, you had Turner up at the play. Uh, you had Jock Peterson up at the play, right? Appears to hit the ball on the screws to left field, right? And, you know, he's doing the the uh, the stare and walk. And this was in the first inning. And the ball got stuck behind the padding in the left field wall. You remember that? That was in the oh, first yeah. inning. And the ball gets stuck. Like, what? Like, how did you it hit the ball that high? That and, and all of a sudden, it's just, oh, it didn't reach. It gets stuck behind the padding. Like, everybody in the place thought that was going to be a home run, including him. And I think if we went over it, we could probably see a whole lot of balls, the reaction of the guys versus where the ball was caught. And I remember that going, how does that not go out in L.A.? First of all, it's it's 80 degrees, right? It's not like it's it's 30 degrees. 
and he sat there staring at it and what like it, it that ball should have been gone but it ends up behind the the padding it just very very strange there's no denying the science and the math guys there should have been way more home runs to this particular point in the playoffs than what we've seen yeah and i told you i remember the ronald acuña issue yeah, after game same 1 thing, man. he was Convinced. styling at a ball that yep. it turned out to be a double and then yep. you know he heard about it right from everybody so from true. his teammates to his managers yep. and so you know, I, and that's the thing, the reaction of the players, okay? Yes. When I go to a baseball game live and mm-hmm. a ball is hit, the first thing I do is I look at the outfielder and I right. look to see are they, like, trying to get a beat on it. Sometimes they just stand and watch. That's how watch. I judge if it's gone. I look yep. at the reaction of the outfielders. And yep. these guys know because they've done it thousands of thousands of times they know what it sounds like they know what it feels like they know what it looks like and their eyes are deceiving them i still trust their eyes and their feel it's ball you're you're absolutely right this is interesting and i don't like it for the yankees joe i really don't either i don't don't like it for the yankees in yankees stadium i think i'm I'm worried about this for this yankees astro series now i will say this the yankees have shown at least through, you know, through the twin series there, their approach is much different than what it was during the season. They are becoming a lot more fine-tuned. They're not swinging at as many pitches. We'll see if that changes against the Astros here. But we got balls getting flipped over that wall. Yeah. Can't wait to watch the reaction, too. It's going to be a lot of fun.